Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic day today, as you always are. And thank you again for getting the truth out there every day along with us. We do it with you guys, and you supporting Health Masters continues to allow us to help out every single day with getting the news, the real true news, out to the general population so people can make their own decisions on what is actually going on. And so, again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. The product of the week, the B-Complex formula, on sale right now if you guys need it. Over 10% off on the website at healthmasters.com. This is our methylated B vitamin, incredibly good for adrenal and immune function. Really helps out with overall cardiovascular and mental function. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And one of the first things I wanted to touch base back on is, you know, yesterday I was talking in detail about the um, uh, article that was coming out about the Burlington, Massachusetts Middle School that I talked to you guys and how this school, this middle school came in and basically students had enough of this entire pride indoctrination on their pride day and were told they had to wear rainbow shirts and support all this stuff and the vast percentage of the children in the middle school showed up in American flag shirts and USA shirts and go America shirts. And they were running around, you know, basically yelling, my pronouns are USA. And of course the liberal heads of that school and school district had an absolute complete and total meltdown. I mean, just complete, I mean, just meltdown. So this is unacceptable. This cannot be tolerated. This type of behavior cannot be warranted. And I told you guys yesterday my opinion on it. Now, what's interesting about this is now, and I'm finding out more about this. I've been digging about it since yesterday. One of the reasons why this situation escalated so much is that the school, even though the, the school was off out of school on Memorial Day, they completely ignored it the Friday and Tuesday after and then came out later on and said that, oh, it was, a, uh, it was an accident. It was an oversight that we skipped Memorial Day and did not recognize it during one of the school days because it was off on Monday. And apparently a lot of the students got really irritated about this because it was just blatant disrespect. The one single day out of the year when Memorial Day we're essentially remembering those who have fought and died all the way back from the beginning of this country. It's that one day you go and say, man, you know what? We appreciate your service and what you did. Thank you. Rest in peace for the fight that you brought forward for us. And yet the school, I mean, I'm talking completely ignored it. Didn't acknowledge it. Didn't make a statement about it. Didn't have a day about it. Didn't say Friday or Tuesday, anything, never even referenced it. And said, oh, we're, we're sorry, that was an oversight. We'll, we'll do better next year. But then suddenly they've got a giant, complete and total pride day to acknowledge this with rainbow streamers and posters on the wall. And everybody needs to wear these pride colors. And so these middle schoolers said, yeah, wait and see what's going to happen. We're going to have our own Memorial Day on Pride Day, and this will not be tolerated. So again – these students, super proud of them for standing up for what they truly believe and standing up to this absolute uh, perverted tyranny, I guess you could call it, of what we're watching now, where this rules for thee and not for me. And so this is why it's so important to keep raising little Americans, keep teaching them that they don't have to go along with the indoctrinated narrative that's continually being shoved in front of everyone and told us we have to like it and call it caviar when it's clearly a big tray of dog poo simply what it is. It's all lies and it's manipulation. 
And one thing that I've continually encouraged parents, especially even if parents or kids are in public school or private school, teach your children to try to think outside of the box. You know, the concept that you have, if you understand childhood psychology and this concept that we have now basically thrusted upon the American population in the general school system where, you know, five, six, seven-year-old kids are told they have to sit at a desk for seven, eight hours a day. They can get up and go play outside for 30 minutes or have 30 minutes for lunch or whatever the time they have now. And basically, they're not allowed to work with others. They're not allowed to speak until spoken to. They have to have permission to go use the restroom. All these things are designed to build an invisible prison around them to create and make them think that they're essentially in a box of a matrix that they're not allowed to step out of. You're not allowed to go into different topics. There's only one specific right answer to every single problem that ever exists. This is the only way you can do this. You're not allowed to work with anyone else to get anyone else's ideas. All these things are designed to continue to promote the narrative on building basically good little employees that don't ask questions, that work in a cubicle, don't say anything, don't look at anybody else, don't talk to anybody else, nothing. You focus on what your job is. You don't do anything else. You clock out when your time is done and you leave. Now, there's certain positions that need that type of requirements to do the job. There are there's certain type of job positions. However, when you take 100% of the children <laughs> that are born and you put them into that box, that's not okay. And that's what they've done now in a lot of these school systems. And now what they've done to take it a step further, they take that box that they put them in and now they just shove – a perverted narrative in there every single day. Oh, it's okay to be a girl if you're a boy. It's okay to be a walrus. If you want to express yourself in this way and go be a cat and use a litter box in a school, which you brought about before, oh, that's okay too. Oh, if you want to make sure that everybody else is racist but you, you know, and you're not white, that's fine too. You need to understand that everybody's out to get you all the time. These are the concepts that they're now injecting into the public school system. And so again, up here in Burlington, Massachusetts, I really hope some parents step up as well and defend their children and say this is not okay. These children want to express themselves as Americans, and you guys want to skip Memorial Day and promote perverted Pride Day? That's the ramifications you're going to get with these children. And so, again, continue to raise little Americans and continue to keep their children and their minds as strong and as ethical and as moral and as biblically based as possible, including reading them the Bible every night, taking them to church on Sunday, and continuing to teach them all types of different skill sets that they can apply directly in their life as they get older. Also, too, in other news, this is something that was really interesting I want to touch base on. I had somebody send me a tweet this morning, real good friend Brad, and the tweet sounded a little bit off because of what they were talking about with Amazon shutting down a guy's house based on a racist remark on a doorbell ring. And so I couldn't really figure out if this was accurate. And I did some digging, and I found out basically on the Post Millennial and also on Medium.com this did happen with an individual, and uh, this was very real. And what happened was there was an incident where an individual whose name was Brian Jackson, this is basically at the end of May. This is a Maryland man, and a Amazon driver delivered a package to him. And apparently this Andrew J Brandon Jackson guy has a host of different Amazon devices in his house, including Alexa and all these smart devices, but primarily he bases everything off this Alexa system and has a few other things that are outside of that. So apparently, allegedly, this Amazon driver delivered a package, and the doorbell basically asked him, said, excuse me, can I help you? And the delivery man on camera 
who was wearing headphones, basically got irritated, pulled his headphones out, and then stormed off. I guess alleging that somebody said something to him racist, because apparently now everything is racist in America. Well, this Amazon driver called into corporate, and Amazon stated that he basically had a racial slur directed towards him when he delivered a package. Well, the crazy part about this is, is Jackson tried to communicate with his Echo devices and Alexa devices when he got home, and everything was silent. So he called up Amazon customer service, and basically they told him that there had been a report, an incident report made at 6 p.m. the previous day. The only problem was nobody was home at the time. It was an automated statement on camera saying, excuse me, can I help you? And this Jackson guy had all the documented evidence to prove it, but Amazon blocked all of his accounts. His Amazon account got frozen. His Alexa account got frozen, and essentially nothing he could use with Amazon would work until he got customer service involved, and it took them like three days to try to get this situation resolved until they restored his account and gave him his privileges back. Now, what's crazy about this, and that's why I've verified this on two separate stories now. This actually occurred. When did it become customary for Amazon to start becoming the Gestapo and controlling what people can and can't say? They made the statement and basically in their report that they told to him is that it's their job to look out for the well-being of their Amazon drivers and protect them from any type of basically instances that could occur that could be hurtful to the Amazon drivers. So they basically froze his Amazon account, which included all of his devices that he'd used in his house. I have warned you guys repeatedly for years now not to use these stupid, lazy devices in people's houses. They are nothing more than a makeshift device that is designed to spy on you, control you, and make people lazy and subservient and docile. That's all they're used for. They're making people complete. oh, I don't have to touch my light switch. I can say, Alexa, turn my lights on, and my lights turn on. Really? Was that that arduous journey 10 feet over to the wall to push the light switch? Was that 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 difficult for you to do? Is it really that difficult for you to do? It's so much easier to basically give up the entire privacy of your home and security of your home so you don't have to touch a light switch when you walk into the house. Really? Is that really how far we've fallen in the United States now when it's become the laziness? And this is what they're building now, guys. I've told you before. Remember what happened out in Colorado last year? where they went in and the smart thermostats that people had signed up for to get their rebates and their discounts on their smart thermostats for their AC, then came in and said, you can't drop your AC below 78. It was restricted. It wouldn't let you do it. They're pushing it. Everybody thought they were malfunctioning thermostats. They weren't. They're restricted to 78 degrees. You couldn't drop it below because they had up and given the terms and agreements that basically if the electric company decided that it was imperative from a, a safety standpoint – to limit the amount of electricity people could use, they could go in and limit and monitor your thermostats. All these things are very small incidences if you look at them one at a time. But however, when you collectively put this stuff together and you start realizing that these devices are being used to spy on you and do data collection on you, these devices are being used as a control grid at any point in time, they don't like what you're doing behind the scenes, whether it be the banker boys or some ESG-controlled BlackRock group or whoever it is, they decide that they don't want you doing something, they shut it off. 
what do you think is going to happen when everybody starts going on these electric vehicle systems and all of a sudden your charging station that's connected to the cloud or connected to the internet suddenly goes, we're sorry, you've made a disrespectful, homophobic, transphobic comment on Facebook. Your charging device has now been suspended indefinitely until you contact customer service and explain what you meant by your transphobic comment. That is coming. 100% you can bet your money on red or black on roulette. It's going to hit one of those in the near future. 100%. And that's what's happening right now all across the board. And now we're starting to see more and more companies that are getting dominated and controlled through either finances and interest rates or this ESG score. I saw an article earlier here. The maker of Pyrex Kitchenware, which used to be originally from uh, basically Corningware, uh, and the maker of Instapot, they're now filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, blaming rising interest rates for its financial difficulties. Instabrand, which is now going to be controlled by equity investor Cornell Capital, said late on Tuesday it's filing Chapter 7 bankruptcy in protection of the Southern District of Texas to reduce its restructure liabilities as much as $1 billion. The company said it will continue to try to serve its retailers as best as possible and is seeking to short up its finances and prevent the sale and, and continue the sale of some of the best-known products. So now you're going to have Pyrex and Instapot pretty much owned and controlled now by some other massive equity firm. going to be completely dominated. How long before they come in and say, oh, well, Pyrex, where you can't, you can't be using glass? No, no, no. It's, it's bad for the environment to make this glass quickware. No, 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 no. You've got to use this this new this new approved green plastic cookware that doesn't melt when you put it over flames. That's going to be the safe one to use to cook on, and it only can be covered in PFOAs or whatever the new model is that they say is safe, i.e. Teflon. Now, how long till that starts happening? So they start going in and saying, you're not being green enough, Pyrex. You're not being green enough, Instapot. You can't use stainless anymore. Everything has to go aluminum in your Instapots with Teflon coating. Mark my words, when these companies get bought out and they have these acquisitions and mergers and bankruptcies due to all types of different challenges that they're facing, there are always consequences to it. And if you don't think BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are behind all of these, do the math. We say it on almost every show. Whenever we go in and look at a company that's getting controlled, we'll say, who controls these guys now? Who owns them? Who's the largest shareholder of these companies? And you find out very quickly, these major ones that are pushing this agenda and pushing this woke ideology, they're always owned by the top three heavy hitters, and that's exactly what we're watching now. So again, it's imperative you continue to support your local companies, your online companies that are speaking the truth, that are continually standing up for what's going on. It is more important now more than ever to vote with your dollar, and that means all the way down to not going and seeing a movie with different woke ideologies and if they're promoting it. That goes all the way down to not shopping at companies like Target and Starbucks. I mean, Starbucks and Amazon just got busted, I told you guys yesterday, of selling and distributing and profiting off selling their palm scanner information from all their customers. Just blatantly just selling it, making money off your palm scans. That's that's who you're working with when you work with Amazon and Starbucks. That's the level degree that they do not care about your privacy and protection. So keep your head up, but also keep your mind open. Do your research. It only takes a couple minutes to go directly to a company and find out who they are and actually if you want to support them or not. And also look at their customer service. You know, a lot of these companies now, I've gotten frustrated. I've stopped working with certain companies or buying stuff online. When you go to get a hold of them, the only thing you can do is send them an email and hope and wait and pray that they somehow send you an email back over the next couple of days. There's no direct contact at all. There's not even a chat box. There's no phone number. There's no way to even contact them at all, period. I don't like that. 
That's just my opinion, but I don't like that at all. The ability to be able to communicate with somebody you're giving your money to and talk to a live person on the phone, to me, that is extremely crucial. That's why we will always maintain phone systems here at Health Masters, and we always pick up the phone. Granted, sometimes we get really busy, and we'll get overloaded with phone calls, and we're all taking phone calls here, but we always catch every single person. As long as you're there, you're on the phone, we get back to you, and we continue to do. And if you do want to use an email, we also have that available too. But we still have a phone number, and you will pick it up, and we are in Florida. It's not not shipping them off to India so somebody can talk to you and you can't understand them. I can't stand that either. This is America. This is an American-based company. We've been here. We're staying here. And we're going to keep talking about the truth at healthmasters.com. What do you think, Deb? You, you know, it's, you're right, Austin. Uh, you know, I do have a Marriott member, you know, and I have to call them up every once in a while and get a reservation because I've got some points that I use. And invariably, you end up getting transferred to India. And you can't understand them. And the other day, yeah. I, the other day, I told the lady, I said, "I'm sorry, I can't understand you. Could you repeat yourself?" And she goes, "Why are you being so rude?" I'm like, "I'm not being rude. I don't understand you. You're being rude to me." And I'm like, "I'm talking really low, and I'm being really nice. And you know, what's the deal?" So I just hung up. Called back again. Got somebody and somebody else in sound like the Philippines. And finally, I called the third time, and I got somebody in the United States. And I thought to myself, "This is ridiculous." You know, just ludicrous. You're trying to make a hotel reservation, and all you're doing is getting people you can't understand. And so, uh, yeah, we try to do that at Health Masters. I'm sorry if you have to wait sometimes because sometimes Steve gets on the line, and Ruben's busy, or Austin's busy, or I'm busy, and we can't get to the phones. Uh, but the reality is you, we're going to answer your phone call if you stay there long enough. And most of the time you're on our 800 number anyhow, so it doesn't make any difference. It's not costing you anything. So just be patient with us, and we'll do the best we can because we're trying to still provide excellent customer service to everybody because that's what we've been doing now for 40, 42 years. I mean, it's been a long time. We've been in business for a long, long, long time. And I just thank God Almighty that, you know, we're still under the same corporate umbrella and we're still in business and we're still helping people and we're still doing what we need to do as far as, you know, bringing people to a health standpoint in their lives. I mean, I've got a friend of mine this morning. I had to take him to the hospital. And first thing this morning at 7 o'clock, I, somebody contacts me and wants me to take him to the hospital because – they think they have diabetes because they've been drinking sodas after sodas after sodas for years upon years. They're in their 50s, and I've talked to this person until I was blue in the face about not, the face about not drinking sodas, and it didn't make any difference. Now they're, now they're in the hospital right now. So all we can do is pray for them at this point and hope and pray that they listen at this point. And, and finally, the guy told me on the way to the hospital, he goes, well, I guess I should have listened. And I said, well, yeah. And he goes, well, sometimes it takes me getting hit upside the head to listen. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. I think we all have experienced that. We all have done things we shouldn't ought to do, lived in certain ways, eat certain foods. I mean, have certain types of diseases, you know, happen to us. You know, I mean, I had problems with a back surgery and, you know, problems with my heart when I was in my 20s. A lot of this goes to stress and a lot of this goes to the diet. The question is this, does that slap upside the head, that two before upside the head, does it get your attention or are you going to go right back to the old lifestyle when you get out of the hospital and you get better? As for me, I had enough. Once enough. Once was enough with a two-by-four upside the head. I don't want to do that again. And so I've been eating clean now for 40 years. But the reality is this. You know, why in the world does it take sometimes, including myself, for you to tighten up? I was drinking way too much coffee back then. And so I realized that I just don't need to be drinking that kind of amount of coffee. I very rarely ever even touch coffee anymore. I pretty much just try to stay with the green tea from the purple stick. So that's, that's a great product. I love it. And I use it every single day. So it's important that we all try to do the best we possibly can from a dietary standpoint, from a health standpoint, 
all the days of our life. It's really, really important. People say, well, the purple sticks are expensive. Well, they're like, I guess it's probably about $2 a stick. So it's like $2 for a cup of coffee, I guess, which is still dirt cheap compared to Starbucks. And so uh, the problem is with Starbucks, you get that caffeine from the coffee bean, which elevates cortisol, and the caffeine from green tea doesn't do that. So that's what I always try to do is to stay with stuff that I know is going to be healthier for me. Uh, also, also, it's all about Pyrex. You know, Pyrex is having a problem with their cash flow because of uh, borrowing money from the banks. I guess they didn't do the woke ideology like they were supposed to. I guess they were pretty much told to do so-and-so, and their woke ideology score wasn't high enough for the people that were loaning them money. And we see this happening already with WEF. And now Jan- Janet Yellen is telling us that the United States need to loan more money to the International Monetary Fund so we have more influence and borrow more money to borrow more money to support their incredibly corrupt banking systems and their Ponzi schemes. But the reality is, is what happened to Pyrex? Is, is Pyrex, were they told to do a certain thing and they didn't do it? Were they supposed to go woke ideology and they didn't do it so the cost of their credit went through the roof? I don't know. You know, I guess that's a possibility, I guess. But remember what Larry Fink said, you know, the head, of, head guy at BlackRock. He said, you know, it's our responsibility to force people to change. You know, it's force people to change. You've got to force them basically to do what you're supposed to do and force them into their ideology or their Kabbalist Luciferian rhetoric. You know, and supporting the transgender movement, supporting the weirdos and the, the, the nutbags and trying to get Earth as evil as we possibly can. You know, Tom Cruise proved that with his movie Top Gun Maverick that was released a year ago, that if you don't go woke, you make a lot of money. Probably the best movie ever, 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 ever Hollywood's ever put out was Top Gun Maverick. I saw it multiple times at the theater. I've watched it multiple times here at the house. Great storyline. You guys, if you've watched the movie, I'm sure you loved it, especially if you're into airplanes. But, you know, Tom Cruise, what is it, seven, six, seven, eight hundred million in sales, you know, in the United States alone, billions nation globally. I believe those are the numbers. And the, the reality is, is that, you know, he put a movie out that had macho guys and, you know, a really good story plot and no gays, no weirdos, no no sex scenes, very little bad language. And he ends up having this blockbuster hit. Well, that just made Hollywood mad. So they completely snubbed him at the Oscars. I mean, he Oscars, he could, he pretty much single handedly resurrected the movie industry and people going to theaters. Tom Cruise did that. In fact, they actually gave him credit for that, some of the guys in Hollywood, but yet they still snubbed him when it came to the Oscars and started giving the Oscars out to these other weirdo movies again, these woke weirdo ideology movies, which now they're saying that's going to be part of the criteria in order to give an Oscar for the best film because they have to have woke ideology. So mind, mind this and listen to this. This is going to be something that's going to be happening all the time all around us. I remember about 30 years ago, it's not longer than that now, about 33 years ago, I was scheduled to be, you know, this, is, this goes right back to Massachusetts. We're also talking about the school system up there. About 33 years ago, I had a big radio station that I was going to be on in Boston. Huge station, number one in the market. And they were going to bring me on for the morning drive time. It was going to be a huge show, huge numbers. And I'm waiting online with my headset on because, you know, I, I've done thousands and thousands of radio shows like that, up to 40 a week sometimes during peak season. And I remember I was waiting online. They started advertising their gay poster boy contest. Uh, I'm not joking about this. And I thought to myself, gay poster boy. And, they, and they, they weren't joking. They were being serious. They were having a gay poster boy contest, who the most gay guy they could use for a poster for, to promote at their studio. And I listened to this big promotion for the gay poster boy contest, and I was going to come on next. And I just hung up. Just hung up. I just disconnected. Well, they called me back, and I told them that I wasn't going to do the show because I wasn't going to be basically working with a group of people that were basically that perverted as far as the staff there. Boy, they got mad. And uh, after the show, the host called me up and just absolutely chewed me out. So I can't believe you did this. You could have sold a lot of books and tapes and blah, blah, blah. I said to them, I don't care, bud. I don't want to be associated with it. 
well, you lost a lot of money. I said, dude, I don't, you're not listening to me. I'm not going to be associated with it. This is over 30 years ago. This is a third of a century ago this happened. But yet here we are having these people, kids now coming out and doing red, white, and blue up there in Massachusetts trying to say we don't want this forced on us. The biggest problem that they're having now with the middle schools and the high schools is that these children weren't indoctrinated properly when they were in elementary school when they were young, when they were to stay in a brainwave state. They won't have that pushback again in 10 years from now when these other kids are in college or these other kids in four or five years ago or in high school who were trained that this is correct when they were four and five years old. They know that. Satan knows that. AI knows that. They all know that. That's why they're coming after the youth, coming after the children. It's like Austin has said so many times, we've got to protect the children. You know, I'm posting another article that was basically Kennedy's speech about secret societies. I want you guys to listen to it. I played it on the air before. And I don't want to play it again. But there's a conspiracy, he says, ruthless, monolithic conspiracy that's going to basically try to get everybody through covet means. And he says and they're, they're basically – they're going in and taking over you – know, well, you, you can listen to it again. I'm not going to try to repeat it because I don't remember it. I have to get the script out. But he's warning people about this. And you know, and when we ask ourselves the question, you know, why was Kennedy shot? Why was he killed? Well, you know, three days ago you – know, actually about five days ago now on June the 10th was the 60th anniversary you know, of President Kennedy's peace speech at the American University. You know, it, you know, it's not difficult to see why the U.S. national security establishment deemed Kennedy to be a grave threat to national security, just like it did with certain foreign leaders. For some 150 years, the federal government has been a limited government republic. After World War II, however, the federal government was converted into a national security state. That's exactly what's right. And that was because of what happened with Roswell. I'm just letting you guys know this. With 1947, with the crashing of the spaceships. But the difference was day and night. With a limited government republic, there was openness and transparency in governmental operations. Moreover, there was only a relatively small basic military force, no Pentagon, no vast industrial complex military, no CIA, no NSA, no empire of foreign military bases. Government powers were limited and tightly constrained. No power to assassinate, kidnap, torture, or indefinitely detain people. No power to initiate coups or regime change operations in foreign countries. And no powers of mass secret surveillance. With a national security state, a dark side secrecy becomes everything. National security became the two most important words in the American political lexicon. A large permanent military establishment along with the CIA and the NSA came into existence. This vast national security establishment vested itself with omnipotent totalitarian-like powers, including assassination, torture, coups, secret surveillance, kidnapping, and indefinite detention. It established a vast empire of military bases, some thousand military bases around the world, lily pad bases, both foreign and domestic, and initiated a program of regime change in foreign nations, foreign wars, and faraway lands such as Korea and Vietnam became the norm. The Cold War was actually one big racket. That one became a cash cow for the vast military-industrial complex that's owned by the Kabbalist Luciferian Network. I will add that, and its ever-growing army of defense contractors who loved feeding it at the public trough. This, amor- this enormous racket was justified under the rubric of keeping America safe from supposed vast communist conspiracy that supposedly was based in Moscow. Yes, that's Russia, and this is when they started Operation Gladio. In Operation Gladio is they had a group of German sympathizers. General Gellin was one of the top ones in Germany who were still against the communists after World War II, and they paid him and other sympathizers to set bombs off in Europe saying it was the communists doing it, then it's our government doing it. That was Operation Gladio. 
Then they said the same thing with Operation Condor in South America, in which they sent thousands and thousands of people to their deaths, and the current pope was directly involved with that out of Buenos Aires in Argentina. All of this stuff was done by the vast security complex controlled by the international banking complex, and Kennedy was aware of this. He basically was ex- expressing his problem with all of this and what they were doing. In addition to that, he wanted the information about Roswell released. He wanted to get rid of the funny money that we had and get rid of the Federal Reserve System the way that it was currently set up. He wanted to get rid of the CIA. He did all these different things that he talked about. He was running his mouth with Marilyn Monroe, talking pillow talk with her. and They found out about that, and they had her killed, and then they had him killed. All of this stuff was part of the cover-up for the UFOs. All of this stuff is being orchestrated, as Eisenhower said, by the, by the security military complex that is running the United States of America, has run the United States of America since Majestic 12 and basically 1947 with Roswell. All of this stuff was put into place there by executive order. So here's the problem we've got with all of this stuff. It's a secret society. It's a secret group of people that do things to us that we have no idea who they are or why they're doing things like this. And then they have no accountability because it's all in secret. They have closed-door sessions with the, with, the, with Congress and with the Senate in which they allocate funds from black box you know, operations in which you can't see any of the information. It's all redacted because they don't want you to know that the CIA is running drugs out of Southeast Asia, out of Afghanistan, the fentanyl out of China, and it's all being done to promote the black operations and the amount of money. You know, the exchange stability fund, I posted it multiple, multiple times. There's a seven-part series on there, about eight minutes each. Everybody's watched this thing on the exchange stability fund and how it's tied together with the CIA and the international bankers and how they do this and run the money through the different different black op organizations in order to fund themselves. This has been going on since '47. This is why the CIA got involved in Southeast Asia running the heroin. This is why they were putting 50 kilos of heroin into every casket that every GI was coming home in from the Vietnam War. This is why they didn't care, in my opinion, of the body count, why they took the same hill over and over and over again because every time they had somebody else die, there was another 50 kilos of heroin they got to bring into the United States, and those caskets were being guarded with military honor guards, and they were sacrosanct. Nobody touched the caskets, period. And so they were able to bring this, these drugs in to these lily pad bases all over the United States, all over the world, and distribute them through the CIA in combination with the mafia. That's why the book, the unholy, you know, the Operation Gladio, the unholy alliance between the CIA, the mafia, and the Vatican, is one of those books you absolutely have to read. I mean, I've had the author of that book on the show multiple times, and he goes into detail on that. But that book is a must-read book to understand who's running this thing. And, of course, then the international banks were laundering the money, especially the Vatican Bank in the beginning. And all of these things were tied together with what was going on with the military-industrial complex and the use of these different organizations in order to control covert drug trafficking. You, you can watch that, that one movie, Sicario, but don't your kids watch it. It's too intense. Okay, a lot of – very violent movie. And he, they talk about how the CIA was involved in running the drugs because at least they were profiting from it. They were controlling the drug distribution out of Mexico. All of this stuff – is basically being used as obfuscation. The biggest drugs and biggest amounts of drugs that come into the United States are coming in on C-130 transport planes from other countries, bypassing any type of customs declaration or regulation by the CIA and by the military. Then they're distributed into the mafiosa groups around the country for distribution. Mexico is used – and then there are drugs coming in from Mexico. There's no doubt about that. But Mexico is used as a minor player to blame all the drug trafficking on. You know, if you, if you watch the movie, you know, uh, American Made with Tom Cruise, you see the drugs he was running in. 
But that was, those, were, those, were, those were billions of dollars in drugs, but it was a small percentage of the drugs that were coming in via the CIA. And the CIA was the one who was directly funding those drugs coming in from, South, from Central and South America. You know, when Tom Cruise was playing, I think it was uh, playing the part of, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, it wasn't Nichols, it was the other guy, Barry, Barry Seal, when he was flying those planes out of, out of Nicaragua and out of, out of South America. You need to watch that movie and understand that this has been going on for a long, long, long time, and we have to realize that. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. And Kennedy wanted to get rid of all of that stuff. That's why I said he's the favorite president I've ever had in my history, of my life, and he's the one that really is trying to change it all. And he's the one that created the biggest problem for them because he's actually telling the truth. And I've said this to you before, and I'll say it again: when his PT-109 boat was shot out from underneath him and blew up. And he dragged his sailors with him and saved their lives, and he stayed on that coral island atoll. I think he had an epiphany. Now, whether he had a born-again experience and accepted Christ, I don't know. Whether or not he was a Christian, basically was a Catholic who really loved Jesus, I don't know. I don't know what his personal life was all about as far as how he felt with God. But I do know this. Something happened to him, and he wanted to fix the problems associated with the United States, and he wasn't going to be basically forced into compliance by the military-industrial complex, and they killed him on open TV broad daylight in front of the whole world just to prove who was in control. And if you watch that movie, you know, from JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. It's a four-hour video. It, I watched it over a couple of days. I watched it two or three times. From JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick. It's got millions of views now. It keeps getting taken down. It keeps going up under somebody else's platform. Watch that video, and you'll understand what happened with Kennedy, who was involved with Kennedy, how the international banking cartels were involved with Kennedy, what happened with the Kennedy assassination. They even pinpoint who they believe were the people that killed Kennedy in that video, and they could very well be very accurate. But the reality is all the other stuff, side stuff they tie together was excellent. I know Alexander Bruce first published that on Forbidden Knowledge TV many, many years ago, and it made that thing go viral. But that's the group of people that are running the planet. It's the drug guys. It's this mafiosa groups working with the governments who control the governments now. All of this stuff. You know, this last night I was I was talking to a friend of mine, actually my attorney, my college roommate John Parvin, and he basically told me he says, you know, Ted, I really never thought about what you were talking about how Trump should have pardoned January sixth. All the people there. He said he could have easily done that. He says he could have actually had put a contingency in there that they were involved with attacking a political, you know, a Capitol Police member, or they were involved in breaking or damaging something, they wouldn't have gotten pardoned, but all the people just went into the Capitol building and invited when they opened the doors, that none of them would have been prosecuted. He said none of them, all of them would have received, you know, a full pardon from the president before he left office. He said he had like 14 days before he left office to do all of that stuff, but he didn't do it. And now they're basically using him with this giant circus show, this giant clown show, trying to say he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life, blah, 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 blah. No, he's not. You know, guys, if, if, if Trump did go to prison, it wouldn't be Donald Trump anyhow. It would be a body double. These guys are all part of the game. It's all part of the game. And you know, Donald Trump pushed the gay agenda, pushed all these different things, pushed red flag gun laws, pushed the bump stock ban, pushed all of this stuff when he was in office. You know, and I talked about it in depth yesterday. He's not who you think he is. This morning they're saying I had another, another friend of mine, and she said that basically she was, you know, that, that we're having all these mass arrests now all over the world now because the Q nonsense is still going on. And I said it's all nonsense. It's not true. They do that to give you hope that they're going to figure things out. That Donald Trump's still in charge at Mar-a-Lago. Blah 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 blah. And it's nonsense. The Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan network runs the planet. With the help of the fallen angels, period. That's that's who runs it all. We covered that in Angel Wars in depth. 
They're the ones that require the human sacrifice, the drinking of blood, the adrenochrome, all the rest of it. They're the ones who do all their weird rituals in the middle of the night. That's who runs it. And the only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. That's the only hope we have. And, and now we're finally look at look at the synthetic human embryos are being created in groundbreaking advance. I mean, this is right up with Genesis, Genesis 6. Scientists have created synthetic human embryos using stem cells in a groundbreaking advance that sidesteps the needs for egg or sperm. Scientists say these model embryos, which resemble those in the earliest stages of human development, human development can provide crucial window on the impact of different diseases no well what the reality is is that they're being used to create a subspecies on this planet you'll see what'll happen a subspecies will be embryonic cells that'll be used to create worker classes drone classes haven't you ever wondered why there's a certain class of aliens that are always found in these spaceships that basically have weird physiology they look like they were humans at one time but now they're not it's all this group again doing all this stuff and now they're giving us disclosure. They have the ability to do all this stuff, and they do. And that's why they're coming after everybody, and they're, and they're using AI to do it. Another U.S. mother gets a call from a kidnapped daughter, but it's really an AI scam. Jennifer Stefano tells the U.S. Senate about the dangers of artificial technology after receiving a phone call from a scammer sounding exactly like her daughter. After being scammed into thinking her daughter was kidnapped, an Arizona woman testified in the U.S. Senate by the dangers of the artificial intelligence technology in the hands of criminals. They, she told the committee about the fear she felt when she got a phone call Friday last April. Thinking the unknown number was the doctor's office, she answered the phone just before 5 p.m. on the final ring. And the other end of the line was her 15-year-old daughter, or at least it sounded exactly like her daughter. On the other end of the daughter, Brianna was sobbing, crying, and saying, Mom, you know, I'm in trouble. You've got to help me. And then someone else took it over. She goes, Mom, I messed up with more crying and sobbing, not thinking twice. I asked her, okay, what happened? Then she said, suddenly a man's voice barked on to lay down and put your head back. You know, this, this is just this, – these are more scams by these low-life people that find nothing better to do than to find scams to try to defraud people, and it happens all of the time. And, and we need to ask ourselves a question. What in the world can we do to stop this? You know, why in the world is this happening? Again, it's the degradation of our culture. Lou Rockwell had an interesting article on by Daisy Luther, and it said – viral video asks, what are we doing to white people? A viral video has lit up on TikTok and YouTube recently, netting the original poster, Charlie Chino, over 4 million views and counting. Chion, an Asian man, poses the question, what are we doing to white people? In the video, he discusses the blatant racism being proudly directed toward white people, a topic we discussed many times on the show, and he goes on telling the people are basically being, you know, the white people being told to sit down, shut up, and, and not be part of the society anymore. And all of this is the degradation of our society. We're bringing people in from other countries that have no skill sets, in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases, and the people that have been running the country and doing so as far as operating the machinery and the equipment, et cetera, et cetera, they're being defined now as second class citizens. The people who own the business, second-class citizens, and now, and they also do this with blacks and with Hispanics who are trying to do things too for the country. This is all part of the Cloward Piven strategy to overwhelm the country, the republic, with social welfare systems. And this is who we are now in the United States, and what's happened. And all of it, the, the, the commercial real estate's in full free fall. You know, we've got you know we've got COVID shots that basically now are being associated with blindness and the risk of blindness and retina detachment in the eyes. All of this probably from the spike proteins. What's going on? All of this stuff is what they wanted to have happen, and they're bringing it to us. But in the meantime, like Austin and I have talked about so many times, the circus clown show continues. Let's bring out the dancing elephants. Here, here's a hippopotamus with a beach ball, okay? 
here's here's the three ring circus with the clowns running around in the circle. And in the meantime, they're on the back corner over there doing all these crazy things to all these people. But we're being entertained for the masses by the three ring circus, which is Donald Trump, which is this is Donald Trump right now. He's still he's still the carnival barker. You know, oh, Donald Trump's going to go to prison for the rest of his life and on and on and on and on. They keep the periphery of what's really going on behind the scenes and the great nexus of this matrix that we live in that Austin talked about yesterday. They keep this great mystery of what's really happening and who's pulling the curtains behind the strings, behind the curtains as far as the wizard, this Luciferian network, behind the scenes so you don't see any of that stuff. And so everybody wants to talk about you know this and that and this and that and this and that, but no one ever talks about the core of who's doing it. And that's why we try to do that on the Ted Austin Brower Show. We always bring it back to Jesus because he is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. He warned us of this. He told us that our battle was not against flesh and blood. He told us that. The Bible tells us to put on the full armor of God, and no matter what, you dig in and you stand your ground. It says those words, stand your ground, and don't let this happen to you, and don't let it happen to your family and your children. We've stopped raising little Americans. That's why I'm so proud of those kids up in Massachusetts. You know, We have some red, white, and blue kids still left. I love it. And so we've got to teach our children the right way of doing things, and we've got to stand the ground. I don't care if you're black or Hispanic or white, Asian. Who cares? If you're an American citizen and you love the United States of America and you love Jesus particularly and you understand that we've got to all work together here, it's that time to forget about all these special interest groups and all this destruction of the unity of the United States. The United States has no ability right now to go fight another war. It has not. We have no unity left as a people. We have not – we don't have that. We're not going to have people register for the draft. We're not going to have that happen. They're too mad about the military-industrial complex, which they have a right to be about that. They're too mad about all the lies they've been told and they have a right to do about all that. They have a, they, they're, they're unbelievably angry over racism and how many people are racist now in the United States. And they're right about that, but that's dissolved the unity of the United States because we have fought against each other for so long now we no longer have a common goal or common ground or common viewpoint. Now we think that boys are girls and girls are boys. What the heck's wrong with us? But that's this Luciferian complex pushing that hermaphroditic agenda because their God is an hermaphrodite. Always remember that. And why nobody else ever talks about this, I have no idea. But this is why we have to understand who's doing it, why they're doing it, who's in control, and why we have to stand our ground with Jesus, who is the author, the finisher, the protector of our faith. And we need to always remember that this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it, regardless of what they do, because I have a relationship with God Almighty through Christ, through a blood covenant. Always remember that, guys. Awesome, buddy. What do you think? And what's your next story? Absolutely. You know, and one thing just to address that a lot of people have seemed to have forgotten is, you know, if you remember very clearly, this is actually a quote from Trump when he was debating Hillary Clinton. And he said, I'll tell you what, I don't think I'd say this, but I'm going to have to say this. I hate to have to say it, but if I win, I'm going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation because there's never been so many lies and so much deception. And there's never been anything like it, and we're going to have a special prosecutor. This is directed towards Hillary Clinton. And he went into detail to talk about her 33,000 emails that were deleted, acid wash, and the boxes of emails and other things that were taken out of the office. And the whole thing that Hillary Clinton was directly involved in that she saw zero consequences from. As soon as Donald Trump was elected, he did his first interview. They asked him about the Clintons. And he said, well, the Clintons are, they're, they're, they're good people. You know, they, they need to be just left alone. That right there was a huge giant slap in the face to many Americans that should have gotten the picture that eh, maybe there's a little bit of compromising going on right now behind the scenes, because this, 
That wasn't a good look. That wasn't a good answer. Not what you just based off of. But see, what a member, what they've done now, you've got to understand this from psychological warfare. What they have done, the banker boys and the media and the deep state, all of them combined, they've used the concept of misinformation and hope and redirection to continue to keep people focused on certain things and also give this little, little crumb of hope. I've told you guys before, one of the best quotes of any film where he really ties it down in a situation that's very similar to ours now is in the first Hunger Games. When the, the, the gamer is asking, the game maker is asking President Snow, who's a full-blown tyrannical dictator, he's asking him how to handle the situation. And Snow goes, fear is extremely effective. He goes, but hope is the only thing stronger than fear. A little hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. A spark is fine as long as it's contained. And the guy goes, so what do I do? And he goes, contain it. That's what they have done now with Q and the entire nonsensical bogus story they constantly keep coming up with. Oh, there's, there's been military tribunals down in Guantanamo Bay. They've arrested everyone. They're all down there already. You don't even, you don't even know about it. They've already arrested everyone. They're hanging them for treason. You, just, you don't know what's happening, Austin. I've, dude, I've heard some of the crazy stories, and I'm like, where'd you hear this from? Oh, I, I heard it on the Q forum. So that's that's a verifiable source. That's uh, okay. Good luck with that one. And I've tried to help a lot of people as far as wake them up and understand about psychological manipulation and what's been done to continue to keep people subservient with that little bit of hope, that little crumb on the table to get you to pick up the next one and the next one. When in reality, you don't even realize you're in a giant cage and they're watching everything you do while you pick up the crumb. You've got to wake up and look up and go, okay, how do I get out of this cage now? How do I wake up? Instead of eating the crumbs and being fat and lazy, how about I actually start looking at how to get out of the situation I'm in and continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger? One of the ways Dad mentioned earlier, he's talking about with this AI and these hackers and stuff they're doing now with fake, you know, uh, fake audio. I've said this before. You've got to be so cautious on open social media platforms, especially with families. Now, people like us and other outside people that are constantly having exposure, this is just part of the game. This is part of it. This is something we've got to constantly live with on a regular basis with threats and people spying and people trying to intrude and trespassing. There's just all, there's all kinds of stuff behind the scenes that nobody knows about as far as that we deal with on a regular basis. I just don't bring up because nobody needs to know about it. We handle it. What they've done now on a lot of social media platforms is especially ones that are not private, is they go in and they will record your audio footage and they'll record your face. And then they can go in and they can use different types of that to manipulate AI to do exactly what dad talked about with you know a fake ransom call. Be very cautious if your family's on social media to be, ca- be careful about what you post as far as especially, I always tell everybody, if you have a social media platform, it needs to be private all the time. You only know let people on it that you know on it if you want to talk to them on it. Because this stuff is going to become much more prevalent. It's going to be much more strict. And it's going to be much more difficult to contain. So be cautious of that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. The United Nations, the General Antonio Guterres, UN Secretary, took center stage at the United Nations headquarters to speak this week about the spiraling issue of online misinformation. And the proposal they're putting on the record is dubbing misinformation a grave danger and putting together an international code. They're trying to basically classify misinformation and the same category as COVID is what they're trying to do now, manipulate this. What their aspect is roping together a trifecta alliance is what they stated, getting governments, tech juggernauts, and civil society 
aimed at putting the brakes on any type of false information on social media. He goes on to say the proliferation of hate and lies in digital space is causing grave global harm now. See, remember this is how they bring in the, oh, this is for your safety. Remember, you got to understand this is how they do it now. This is grave harm. He goes, it's fueling conflict and death and destruction, and it's threatening democracy and human rights now. Right. So people being able to speak freely online is now a grave threat to humanity. Okay. All right. So where, where do we go from here? Well, they need to put together a new code, a United Nations code of conduct for all digital platforms to be put together in 2024. Now, anybody that's a proponent of free speech and actually being able to freely live on your way should be high alert on this because this type of regulatory overreach would silent anything. We saw this happen during COVID. It was a big, great experiment on social media to block and ban anything anybody said at any point in time regarding the COVID shot, regarding remdesivir, regarding COVID in general. That was a small staple. That was one small topic. What happens if you have these platforms that go in and start saying you can't talk about anything that we deem not going along with the narrative? Simply like Amazon earlier. Uh, We've had a call from one of our drivers that basically said you made a racist remark to him. We're shutting down your Amazon devices now. You know, you you, you figure out what you want to do, but you're not going to use Amazon devices. All your Amazon devices are now basically being put on hold. That's what they're going to start trying to implement. This is why it's so important to have independent platforms that are constantly popping up. I'm glad to see a lot of these social media platforms that have been coming up over the last couple of years. That's one of the reasons why we still use our independent platform we have now with Global Star. We don't go on all these big ones that we could go on and probably get much more coverage. However, we would not stay up very long. We already tried that with YouTube, and it did not work very well at all. And so that's what's going to happen. And so that's why these outside platforms and getting the truth out there and using your voice to make it known to everyone continually get the truth out there my friends on a regular basis also to another news you guys know me i'm not a very large fan of the muslim religion however i do have to give these guys absolute kudos for standing up for what they truly believe i wish christians had the same convictions it's sad to me in most cases they don't a muslim city hamatrack michigan has now voted unanimously yesterday to approve a resolution that would ban the LGBTQ pride flag from being flown on any of the city's public properties. The resolution proposed by the mayor bars any religious, ethnic, racial, political, or sexual orientation flag from being flown on any city property, not just LGBTQ. He said the American flag is the only one that should be flown along with the state and city flags and the prisoner of war flag. He went on to say the resolution passed after three hours of public comment and months of intense intense debate. He said that members of the council said that this alphabet community and others are welcome, and they're welcome to respect religious freedom. He said, however, when proponents of this resolution said the pride flag clashes with their faith, and not to mention they're wanting their own specific rights again as far as they're not their own rights. They want their own specific definition where they come in and they get preferential treatment. And when I stay here, he goes, we respect the religious rights of all our citizens and religion and privacy and freedom. He goes, you guys are welcome, but why do you have to have a flag shown on government property to be represented? Why do you have to have an alphabet community flag to be flown on every government property to actually feel like you're represented? He goes, you're already represented. So he says verbatim, you're already represented. We already know who you are. You make it well known. By making this about bigotry, you're making it like you want us to hate you for no reason whatsoever. 
And I couldn't agree with them more on that. You know, this group's already well represented. Why, why can't we have a – if that's the case, why don't we have the heterosexual flag? Which I don't even know if we have that. I don't know if we have that. We have to look that up. If there's a, a straight pride flag. You know, why don't we fly that above the city capital now too and all the other states? Why don't we fly that too? Oh, we're going to fly this flag. We fly that flag. And that's what he got on the point in saying is that this is completely and totally outside the scope of freedom when you have one specific group that says they want to have preferential treatment over everyone else and have their really, really obnoxious flag flown everywhere to show your support for them when in reality they're already represented. They're already here. Everybody knows about it. It's not like they're not known anymore now. They've made it very abundantly clear. So again, this Muslim city council, I've got to give them kudos for this to standing up. It's from just a front of American, not just from a Muslim standpoint, from American way saying, no, man, the American flag, you know, the city flag, the state flag, the prisoner of war flag. These are flags that are flown over the city, over the town, over these areas. That's the only ones that will be flown here. Nobody gets preferential treatment. If you want to go fly it on your own personal property, that's your choice. You can't stop you there. But city and government and state-funded areas, we're going to be flying the only flags that need to be flown. So I was glad to see that. As much as I have been irritated with some stuff that goes on up there in Michigan, they actually are standing up for certain things. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. Not being not surprisingly, but the just we talked about the JP Morgan, you know, the two hundred and ninety million dollar settlement to Epstein's victims as top executives are facing flack because of what they were involved in directly with Jeffrey Epstein. And you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about it and I said, you know what's interesting? This whole circus show that we see, you know, with Donald Trump and Biden and all this crazy stuff that Biden keeps getting involved in. I saw an article earlier here now about the Ukrainian oligarch who paid Joe Biden five million dollars and apparently the audio footage that he has now and all this crazy stuff. And I thought the FBI and the DOJ haven't said one single thing about anybody involved with the monsters who went to Jeffrey Epstein's rape island. The rich, powerful political parties on both the left and the right have not had one single person brought up to any type of justice. What does J.P. Morgan do? They have $290 million fine. Nothing to see here. Just go along. Don't ask questions. What about the deposition of Ghislaine Maxwell? Did the judge block because the general population doesn't need to hear about this? Well, it's because he was probably on that list, as I've said before. It's ironic that you have people that are trying to – eviscerate even Donald Trump over this whole thing with you know classified documents while he was president and afterwards but yet suddenly pedophilia and this rape island of human trafficking and child trafficking no 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 we're not, we're not going to talk about that don't 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 worry about that we, we don't bring that topic up why because it's probably one of the most prevalent black market activities that enormous amount of these politicians and global leaders are actually involved in more than anything else just throw that out there once you start talking to people and you start realizing how prevalent this is and this, these, these individuals, you start realizing why it's not supposed to be talked about. So at the end of the day, what's the most effective thing you can do? Work with your local communities. If you have groups that are fighting this, continue to support them. If you have to, directly support them with your time. Continue to protect your family and your children at all costs and train your children to be situationally aware. I don't mean being paranoid or being strange or walking around all bug-eyed, but I mean telling them and teaching them as they get older and growing at the maturity level they can handle on how to assess situations and look out for situations. Teach them how to start fighting and defending themselves and defending their family at a young age. 
These are key core elements that are required in order to maintain America and a little Americans, period. You can sit around and you can lament and you can say, well, I want to live in this utopia and I don't think any type of fighting or any type of violence should ever be used. Well, you can live in that utopia in your mind, but in the reality in the world that we all live in, we call you naive because it doesn't exist. We live in a very violent world, and sometimes the only thing that suppresses violence is more violence. As sad as that is, that's just the way it is sometimes. There are certain things that have to be dealt with accordingly, and sometimes you have to be able to defend your family, your property, your friends, your loved ones, your country at a certain point in time, and you have to understand what you're willing to be capable of. And at that point, you also have to train your children to be able to handle themselves appropriately because you're not going to be there with them forever. You've got to teach them how to look out for stuff. You don't talk to strangers. Somebody starts walking up to you, you make sure vocal everybody knows you do not want them talking to you. You make sure that they're not getting on social media and allowing these platforms and these pedophiles, these perverts to be directly targeted. There's no reason whatsoever that a child under the age of 16 needs an iPhone at all or social media, period. Really social media at any point, but there's no reason. So continue to assess the situation as you see fit. And I appreciate the support, my friends. Thank you for the emails. I got a bunch of good emails over the night. I'm going through them. I answered some health stuff. Should have a good health show tomorrow for you guys. I'm going to answer some stuff on there. So keep up the fight, my friends. Stay strong. Stay healthy. If you need anything, the B-Complex on sale, product of the week, one of my favorites. Take two of them with lunch every single day. On the website, 10% off at healthmasters.com. And also be sure to vote for what you want to see win next week as well. I got a bunch of heavy hitters on there that are really good products that are popular that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be voting for next week. So have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Stay strong as always. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.